You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. Welcome to episode number 31 of the Natural Born Alchemist podcast. My name is Alex and I'll be your host. In this episode, I will talk a bit about a chapter in a book that came out over 100 years ago called The Kybalion, written by someone or something called The Three Initiates. But let's first listen to this chapter. Uh, This is a LibriVox public domain recording by Andrea Fiore, and the chapter is called The Seven Hermetic Principles, and it's about 19 minutes long. And after you've uh, listened to it, I'll go through each of the seven principles and give my own explanation of them. The Seven Hermetic Principles The principles of truth are seven. He who knows these understandingly possesses the magic key, before whose touch all the doors of the temple fly open. The Kabbalion The seven hermetic principles, upon which the entire hermetic philosophy is based, are as follows. 1. The Principle of Mentalism 2. The Principle of Correspondence 3. The Principle of Vibration 4. The Principle of Polarity 5. The Principle of Rhythm 6. The Principle of Cause and Effect 7. The Principle of Gender These seven principles will be discussed and explained as we proceed with these lessons. A short explanation of each, however, may as well be given at this point. 1. The Principle of Mentalism The all is mind, the universe is mental. The Kabbalion This principle embodies the truth that all is mind. It explains that the all, which is the substantial reality underlying all the outward manifestations and appearances, which we know under the terms of the material universe, the phenomena of life, matter, energy, and in short, all that is apparent to our material sense, is spirit, which in itself is unknowable and undefinable, but which may be considered and thought of as a universal, infinite, living mind. It also explains that all the phenomenal world or universe is simply a mental creation of the all, subject to the laws of created things and that the universe, as a whole, and in its parts or units, has an existence in the mind of the all, in which mind we live and move and have our being. This principle, by establishing the mental nature of the universe, easily explains all the varied mental and physical phenomena that occupy such a large portion of the public attention, and which, without such explanation, are non-understandable and defy scientific treatment. An understanding of this great hermetic principle of mentalism enables the individual to readily grasp the laws of the mental universe and to apply the same to his well-being and advancement. The hermetic student is enabled to apply intelligently the great mental laws instead of using them in a haphazard manner. With the master key in his possession, the student may unlock the many doors of the mental and psychic temple of knowledge and enter the same freely and intelligently. This principle explains the true nature of energy, power, and matter, and why and how all these are subordinate to the mastery of mind. One of the old hermetic masters wrote 
long ages ago. He who grasps the truth of the mental nature of the universe is well advanced on the path to mastery. And these words are as true today as they were when they were first written. Without this master key, mastery is impossible, and the student knocks in vain at the many doors of the temple. 2. The Principle of Correspondence As above, so below. As below, so above. The Kabbalion This principle embodies the truth, that there is always a correspondence between the laws and phenomena of the various planes of being in life. The old hermetic axiom ran in these words, As above, so below. As below, so above. And the grasping of this principle gives one the means of solving many a dark paradox, the hidden secret of nature. There are planes beyond our knowing, but when we apply the principle of correspondence to them, we are able to understand much that would otherwise be unknowable to us. This principle is of universal application and manifestation on the various planes of the material, mental, and spiritual universe. It is a universal law. The ancient Hermeticists considered the principle as one of the most important mental instruments, by which man was able to pry aside the obstacles which hid from view the unknown. Its use even tore aside the veil of Isis, to the extent that a glimpse of the face of the goddess might be caught. Just as a knowledge of the principles of geometry enables man to measure distant suns and their movements while seated in his observatory, so a knowledge of the principle of correspondence enables man to reason intelligently from the known to the unknown. Studying the monad, he understands the archangel. 3. The Principle of Vibration Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. The Kabbalion This principle embodies the truth that everything is in motion, everything vibrates, nothing is at rest facts which modern science endorses, and which each new scientific discovery tends to verify. And yet this hermetic principle was enunciated thousands of years ago by the masters of ancient Egypt. The principle explains the differences between different manifestations of matter, energy, mind, and even spirit, result largely from varying rates of vibration. From the all, which is pure spirit, down to the grossest form of matter, all is in vibration. The higher the vibration, the higher the position in the scale. The vibration of spirit is at such an infinite rate of intensity and rapidity that it is practically at rest, just as a rapidly moving wheel seems to be motionless. And at the other end of this scale, there are gross forms of matter whose vibrations are so low as they seem to be at rest. Between these poles there are millions upon millions of varying degrees of vibration, from corpuscle and electron, atom and molecule, to worlds and universes, everything is in vibratory motion. This is also true on the planes of energy and force, which are but varying degrees of vibration, and also on the mental planes, whose states depend upon vibrations, and even on to the spiritual planes. An understanding of this principle, with the appropriate formulas, enables hermetic students to control their own mental vibrations, as well as those of others. The masters also apply this principle to the conquering of natural phenomena 
in various ways. He who understands the principle of vibration has grasped the scepter of power, says one of the old writers. 4. The principle of polarity. Everything is dual, everything has poles, everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. The Kabbalion. This principle embodies the truth that everything is dual. Everything has two poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. All of which were old hermetic axioms. It explains the old paradoxes that have perplexed so many, which have been stated as follows. Thesis and antithesis are identical in nature, but different in degree. Opposites are the same, differing only in degree. The pairs of opposites may be reconciled. Extremes meet. Everything is and isn't at the same time. All truths are but half-truths. Every truth is half-false. There are two sides to everything etc., etc., etc. It explains that in everything there are two poles, or opposite aspects, and that opposites are really only the two extremes of the same thing, with many varying degrees between them. To illustrate, heat and cold, although opposites, are really the same thing, the differences consisting merely of degrees of the same thing. Look at your thermometer and see if you can discover where heat terminates and cold begins. There is no such thing as absolute heat or absolute cold. The two terms heat and cold simply indicate varying degrees of the same thing, and that same thing, which manifests as heat and cold, is merely a form, variety, and rate of vibration. So heat and cold are simply the two poles of that which we call heat and the phenomena attendant thereupon, are the manifestations of the principle of polarity. The same principle manifests in the case of light and darkness, which are the same thing, the difference consisting of varying degrees between the two poles of the phenomena. Where does darkness leave off and light begin? What is the difference between large and small, between hard and soft, between black and white, between sharp and dull? between noise and quiet, between high and low, between positive and negative. The principle of polarity explains these paradoxes, and no other principle can supersede it. The same principle operates on the mental plane. Let us take a radical and extreme example, that of love and hate, two mental states apparently totally different, and yet there are degrees of hate and degrees of love and a middle point in which we use the terms like or dislike, which shade into each other so gradually that sometimes we are at a loss to know whether we like or dislike or neither, and all are simply degrees of the same thing, as you will see if you will but think a moment. And, more than this, and considered of more importance by the hermetists, it is possible to change the vibrations of hate to the vibrations of love in one's own mind and in the minds of others. Many of you, who read these lines, have had personal experiences of the involuntary rapid transition from love to hate, and the reverse, in your own case and that of others. And you will therefore realize the possibility of this being accomplished by the use of the will, by means of the hermetic formulas, 
good and evil, are but the poles of the same thing, and the hermetist understands the art of transmuting evil into good, by means of an application of the principle of polarity. In short, the art of polarization becomes a phase of mental alchemy, already known and practiced by the ancient and modern hermetic masters. An understanding of the principle will enable one to change his own polarity, as well as that of others, if he will devote the time and study necessary to master the art. 5. The Principle of Rhythm Everything flows, out and in. Everything has tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. The Kabbalion. This principle embodies the truth that in everything there is manifested a measured motion, to and fro, a flow and inflow, a swing backward and forward, a pendulum-like movement, a tide-like ebb and flow, a high tide and low tide, between the two poles which exist in accordance with the principle of polarity described a moment ago. There is always an action and a reaction, an advance and a retreat, a rising and a sinking. This is in the affairs of the universe, suns, worlds, men, animals, mind, energy, and matter. This law is manifest in the creation and destruction of worlds, in the rise and fall of nations, in the life of all things, and finally in the mental states of man, and it is with this latter that the hermetists find the understanding of the principle most important. The hermetists have grasped this principle, finding its universal application, and have also discovered certain means to overcome its effects in themselves by the use of the appropriate formulas and methods. They apply the mental law of neutralization. They cannot annul the principle or cause it to cease its operation, but they have learned how to escape its effects upon themselves to a certain degree, depending upon the mastery of the principle. They have learned how to use it instead of being used by it. In this and similar methods consists the art of the hermetist. The master of hermetics polarizes himself at the point at which he desires to rest, and then neutralizes the rhythmic swing of the pendulum, which would tend to carry him to the other pole. All individuals who have attained any degree of self-mastery do this to a certain degree, more or less unconsciously, but the master does this consciously and by the use of his will, and attains a degree of poise and mental firmness almost impossible of belief on the part of the masses, who are swung backward and forward like a pendulum. This principle and that of polarity have been closely studied by the hermetists, and the methods of counteracting, neutralizing, and using them form an important part of the hermetic mental alchemy. 6. The Principle of Cause and Effect Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law. Chance is but a name for law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. The Kabbalion This principle embodies the fact that there is a cause for every effect, an effect for every cause. It explains that everything happens according to law that nothing ever merely happens, that there is no such thing as chance, that while there are various planes of cause and effect, 
the higher dominating the lower planes, still nothing ever entirely escapes the law. The hermetists understand the art and methods of rising above the ordinary plane of cause and effect, to a certain degree, and by mentally rising to a higher plane, they become causers instead of effects. The masses of people are carried along, obedient to environment, the wills and desires of others stronger than themselves, heredity, suggestion, and other outward causes moving them about like pawns on the chessboard of life. But the masters, rising to the plane above, dominate their moods, characters, qualities, and powers, as well as the environment surrounding them, and become movers instead of pawns. They help to play the game of life, instead of being played and moved about by other wills and environment. They use the principle, instead of being its tools. The masters obey the causation of the higher planes, but they help to rule on their own plane. In this statement, there is condensed a wealth of hermetic knowledge. Let him read who can. 7. The Principle of Gender Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. The Kabbalion This principle embodies the truth that there is gender manifested in everything. The masculine and feminine principles ever at work. This is true not only of the physical plane, but of the mental and even the spiritual planes. On the physical plane, the principle manifests as sex. On the higher planes it takes higher forms, but the principle is ever the same. No creation, physical, mental, or spiritual, is possible without this principle. An understanding of its laws will throw light on many a subject that has perplexed the minds of men. The principle of gender works ever in the direction of generation, regeneration, and creation. Everything, and every person, contains the two elements or principles, or this great principle, within it, him or her. Every male thing has the female element also. Every female contains also the male principle. If you would understand the philosophy of mental and spiritual creation, generation, and regeneration, you must understand and study this hermetic principle. It contains the solution of many mysteries of life. We caution you that this principle has no reference to the many base, pernicious, and degrading lustful theories, teachings, and practices, which are taught under fanciful titles, and which are a prostitution of the great natural principle of gender. Such base revivals of the ancient infamous forms of phallicism tend to ruin mind, body, and soul, and the hermetic philosophy has ever sounded the warning note against these degraded teachings, which tend toward lust, licentiousness, and perversion of nature's principles. If you seek such teachings, you must go elsewhere for them. Hermeticism contains nothing for you along these lines. To the pure, all things are pure. To the base, all things are base. So, still listening? Great. Let's now dissect these seven principles one at a time. And these are only my own opinions, viewpoints, and I'm not trying to teach or preach, just spread ideas. Learn from it, laugh at it, or ignore it. The choice is yours. Okay, here goes. 1. The Principle of Mentalism The all is mind, the universe is mental. 
this first principle is probably the most important and I'm sure you've all seen the matrix and if you haven't why the hell have you not seen the matrix anyway in the film the protagonist Neo meets a little boy that seems to bend a spoon with his mind the boy says do not try and bend the spoon that's impossible instead only try to realize the truth what truth Neo asks there is no spoon, the boy replies. Then you will see that it is not the spoon that bends, it is only yourself. I imagine most people can toy with the idea that this world isn't real, but few people actually believe it, or at least many people find it difficult to live with the idea. When I was in the Amazon recently doing my third ayahuasca initiation, there was a girl there that had never done any ayahuasca. She asked me what wisdom she might get and I told her that she might fully realize that this world isn't real. For me this is joyous news but she replied that that is what scares her the most. That this world isn't real. So in the end it comes down to perception and since the universe is a mental creation in my opinion a virtual reality. So if it's like that then it really comes down to perception. And if everything is a creation of the mind, then that gives, at least for me, an immense sense of freedom. But I guess for some it can be terrifying. Let me quote Thomas Campbell's book, My Big Toe. And uh, Tom will appear very soon in a future episode. Uh, Tom writes, and I quote, uh, With no light and only a, a dim awareness, the fish knows nothing of water. Water just is, has always been and is taken for granted. The fish does not ponder the nature of water, it swims in it. And we swim in an ocean of consciousness, we are not aware of the ocean, but only of our local interactions with it." End quote. 2. The Principle of Correspondence As above, so below. As below, so above. Anyone even loosely interested in alchemy has surely come across this phrase. There is even a crappy horror film out now, and I think they have this in the title. But what does it mean? Well, basically it is the principle of correspondence. Whatever happens in the small happens in the large. What happens to you happens to the entire human race. What we do to our planet, we do to the universe. How an atom function is how a galaxy functions, so on and so forth. And the more attention you place on this principle, the more you will notice it. And the more you notice it, the more you will learn from it, the more it can aid you. 3. The Principle of Vibration Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. I especially like this third principle. Uh, life is a vibration. Each spirit is a string, like on a guitar, eternally vibrating its song in the, into the universe. The more beautiful the sound is, the more in tune the string must be. So get in shape, mentally and physically. When you are in tune, your vibration will feel and be more harmonious. Well, that is a metaphor that comes to mind for me anyway, when thinking about this third principle. Another aspect is that nothing rests, therefore nothing dies. Death is an illusion. Death is just a change in vibration. 4. 
the principle of polarity. Everything is dual, everything has poles, everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. This is fairly straightforward uh, yin and yang stuff, but still worth contemplating. 99% uh, of all the problems in the world are due to opposites clashing. The statistics is open to debate, but uh, that's just something I made up right now. But uh, my point is that uh, this could be avoided if only we notice that it is not opposites clashing, but similarities diverging. To quote 13th century poet Rumi, and I quote, God turns you from one feeling to another and teaches by means of opposites so that you will have two wings to fly, not one. End quote. 5. The principle of rhythm. Everything flows out and in. Everything has tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. This fifth principle brings to mind the Greek philosopher Heraclitus, who said, and I quote, Everything flows, nothing remains. You cannot step twice into the same river. End quote. Basically, if you have a problem with change, you have a problem. Change is inevitable. Live in the moment, it is the only place where there is no change, even if it only lasts a second or less. What is the actual length of the now? Hmm. 6. The principle of cause and effect. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law. Chance is but a name for law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. In other words, what you do is what will be done. You must have responsibility of your own life. It is not the responsibility of your parents or the state or your God. It is your responsibility. This Cherokee proverb explains best what I'm trying to say. And I quote, One evening an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, My son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil, it is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority and ego. The other wolf is good, it is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion and faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. End quote. 7. The principle of gender. Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. 
This might infuriate some feminists who believe that gender is a mental creation. But the Kabbalion is not talking about the separateness of the male and the female, but the unity. Meaning that the male contains the female and vice versa. Again, everything is dual. Everything has an opposite. And in this opposition you have the sameness, the unity. Out of duality comes oneness. Gender is a big deal these days, but really it shouldn't be. In my opinion, everyone in the world are bisexual. Some are more bisexual than others. Some are unaware that they are bisexual. Some act upon it. Some never, never act upon it. And gender goes beyond the physical. It is symbolic. And there is nothing weaker with the female gender. Both genders have equally powerful symbolic attributes. And again, a woman can be male and a male can be female. The world is a world of words. Words are here to make it easier to communicate. But often they lead to confusion. But if you understand that the masculine and feminine principles um, of the universe, then you can also navigate more easily through the above and the below, the without and the within. Well, I hope you gained something from this little dissection. I recommend reading the Kubalion. Now I will post a link to a PDF of this book in the program notes. In coming episodes I will be joined by Thomas Campbell who wrote My Big Toe as well as Rick Strassman who wrote DMT The Spirit Molecule. So that is something to look forward to. Now for some music from the good old days. Robert Flood was a 17th century astrologer, mathematician, cosmologist, Kabbalist and alchemist. He also wrote music. And what you will hear now is Adam McLean's computer rendition of one of Flood's compositions. Adam McLean is a well-known authority on and enthusiast for alchemical texts and symbolism. And the editor and publisher of over 40 books on, on alchemical and hermetic ideas. So here is Changes by Robert Flood. Freedom is in the mind. Mm-hmm. 